Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode number 16. Hello, and welcome to the Fighting for Connection podcast. I'm Brett Nicola, a husband, father, and fun lover. Listen in as I share stories, tips, and inspiration that will move you toward the connection that you want in your relationship. Have you ever asked your spouse a question and the response that you got in return left you feeling a little sad or hurt or frustrated or maybe even mad? Maybe you come up to them and you're like, hey, how was your day? And the response that you get from them is just like a half-hearted, good. And maybe they do this while they're looking at their phone. Or perhaps you're wondering if you should go on a date this weekend and you're really excited about it and you approach them and you ask them the question and what you get in return is just a, I don't care. And they respond to you maybe while they're working on a project or something like that and they don't look up. And I'm guessing a lot of us have been there. And it's these little moments that we're going to be talking about today. It's these little moments of disconnect that I believe are the workshop of your marriage. That's where you can be spending some time making improvements, no matter what your relationship looks like. Whether it's a really good, positive, you feel like a fulfilling relationship, a fulfilling marriage, or maybe it feels like it's pretty tense and on the rocks. I want you to begin to notice these moments because I think it's these moments that have so much power to begin to change the dynamic within your relationship. These moments might not seem very big, and it might even pass unnoticed. Or maybe you notice them, and moments later, it just feels like they've faded like footprints in the sand along the ocean. And I don't know why that that image probably comes to my mind, I guess, because we're just in Florida, and it seems to fit. I just remember like the uh, as you walked along the side of the ocean there, like, You'd see the footprints and and the waves would just kind of come and touch those footprints and and they just kind of dissolve into the sand. And and I think sometimes these moments can feel like that, that they, they're there, they have an impression, but then but then they fade. And I yet think that it's here where we want to get into tune with what's really happening in a relationship because I don't think that these moments fade away. I think there's something else that happens there when we have and experience a hurt, and we just try to ignore it or or push it away. In my work with couples, we call these moments bids for connection. And we all have our own styles and ways that we seek connection. And right now, I'm just thinking of like my four-year-old son, Paxton. We'll start a conversation, or, or he'll approach me and start a conversation by saying, Hey, Dad, Dad, hey, Dad, look at me. And he does this so often. Many times a day, he'll say, dad, dad, hey, dad, look at me, look at me, dad, look at me. And he seeks that connection through having my attention and he asks for it and he won't continue to do what he wants you to watch him doing until he believes that he has my full attention and I won't look away. And sometimes he even kind of tests this, like he'll say, hey, dad, look at me. And then he'll begin to do whatever he's doing. And then he'll check back in. And maybe if I, for a moment, uh, turn my distraction or uh, turn my attention away from that. He he'll stop and and everything will restart. He'll re ask for that 
uh, attention, that eye, eye contact, and we'll kind of start the whole process all over. So I've learned that when I can give him my attention and he starts something, we just you just hold on and you lock into whatever he's doing until he's, until he's done. And then, uh, you give him kind of the affirmation or that recognition that you saw exactly what he wanted me to see. And he's four, he's learned this at a pretty young age. So when a bid for connection goes unmet, even, you know, for like Paxton, I can see how it can be frustrating or he can be a little bit, maybe even hurt by that. And I know for sure for me, when I have tried to connect with Kelsey and it seems like that that connection or that desire to connect or that bid for connection goes unmet, sometimes we can be left feeling hurt, sad, disrespected, alone, or even unwanted. And what can happen is we can want to blame our partner for missing us, for not responding to to our bid for connection in the way that we wanted and not and, and for not providing us with that feeling of connection that we want. And I want you to notice if this is you, because I know it's easy for me to do. So I'm guessing that I'm not alone and in my work with so many other couples, I've seen this happen so many times. And it might seem just like I said, like it's a small deal. It's not a big deal, but it's here that that so much can begin to change for a relationship. Because what happens is we can begin to blame our partner, but blame doesn't create a better relationship. And we can get angry at our partner and anger doesn't draw someone in. And that is why if you're living with a spouse who you believe is just a little bit more difficult than perhaps other spouses, uh, or you have a spouse who doesn't know how to be in relationship, it can be a belief that so many of us have. It's just like, oh, they don't know how to do a relationship. And maybe you have a spouse who isn't responding in the way that you'd like. It's you, my dear friend, that has just a little bit of work to do. Because the one tool that you have that I believe can change even the most difficult situations, and I've seen it happen and I felt it happen, is love. Love can change so much. And while we're trying to change the dynamic in our relationship with blame, with resentment, with bitterness, with anger, I see that those things just continue to feed a dynamic that isn't helpful, that isn't feeling good. But love, love has the ability to change so much. Now, love, love is the best way to describe it is love. It's a positive feeling. Love is like the feeling that you have when you see a small baby or a little puppy, a, a newborn puppy, or maybe even when you crawl into bed after like the longest day. Now that is a feeling that I love. I, I know that feeling so well. It's just like, oh. And if you aren't in that place of love, when your partner misses your bid for connection, I have good news for you. There is something that you can do that can begin to change what is happening in your marriage. We just have to access that tool of love. Not for your partner. It's not so your partner can feel better, but believe me, I know they will, but it's for you. It's so you can feel better in this relationship. So you can begin to control some of the things that are available for you to control that will get you to a relationship that is much more beneficial for you. Something that isn't always considered in relationships, however, is the human experience that we all have. You have it, and here's some a little tiny piece of news 
your partner has it too. Each of us have this powerful little three-pound miracle riding around on our shoulders that we call the brain. And it's that brain that takes billions of little data points and it makes sense of this world for us. It allows us to avoid as much pain as it thinks is possible and it maximizes our pleasure. It's this brain that is so powerful and so helpful that can also get things wrong. It can think looking at our phone, for example, is the best thing for us. And it misses the little pieces of information that we're losing connection in our relationship. It can believe that focusing on a task is more important than focusing on our relationship. It can also take someone's anger as a message to leave rather than an invitation to come close. And it's that, that when we can step back and out of a relationship, and I kind of like to picture myself like moving above and looking down on what's happening in my relationship, when we're almost as if watching this couple from above, it's that ability that can allow us to begin to feel some love, some compassion, and even a heart to move towards rather than moving away. Because when we can see the big picture of what's happening in our relationship, we can begin to see it from both sides. And we can begin to see that it's so true and it makes so much sense that both of us, both of us really want to have positive, wholesome, connected relationships. Pulling away, moving towards with anger, they don't feel good. And they don't seem to solve the worries that we have in our relationship. When we begin to worry that maybe our partner doesn't like us or love us or respect us or don't value us or any of those things that we can begin to worry about and cause us to kind of pull away or move towards with anger, resentment, bitterness, they don't seem to create a solution. Rather, they seem to create confusion and more space for two people who love each other to be left feeling alone resentful, bitter, and disconnected. So why is it so hard to just love? Because just like your partner has a brain that gets it wrong sometimes, so do you. Your brain believes that anger and resentment will solve it, that pulling away will send a message, that trying to ignore it will cause the least amount of pain. And many of you guys, I'm guessing, are doing just that. You're just trying to ignore the things that drive you nuts about your spouse. Or you're just trying to ignore the things that hurt. But here's the problem with that. That creates neutral feelings. I like to picture this as a callus. It it doesn't feel as much pain. Like if you think of a callus on your hand or something like that, it, it, it's less sensitive. It doesn't feel as much pain, which can be good. But it also doesn't feel like warmth and connection and things that are good. It just is neutral. And so in that way, when we just try to ignore things, it doesn't create connection. It doesn't create love. And it for sure doesn't create a movement towards. And in a relationship, movement towards is the best because we all, every one of us are just a little bit insecure in relationship. And when we can move towards our partner, it sends the clearest and cleanest message that I want to be in a relationship with you. Neutral feelings so many times leave the other one feeling uncared for and feeling unloved and feeling pushed away, which isn't true. 
You love them. They are important to you. So let's send the cleanest and clearest message we can. Now, another reason why we don't just love is that we worry that if we love and the other person doesn't and we don't get that love in return, that some way in that transaction will get hurt. And again, it's our brain just trying to avoid pain. But the pain is going to be here either way, whether we ignore it or whether we kind of move towards it and begin to seek understanding and to seek what is actually happening in the relationship. And by loving, we can create the best chance for creating a mutually loving relationship. I say it like this. It's like we love people who love us. It's that simple. And when when we feel like someone doesn't love us, it can be so easy for us to want to push that person away. And so just like that happens for you, it happens for other people. And let's just make sure we create the best space we possibly can for them to be in a relationship with us. So loving can be a hard thing to learn, but it's not a hard thing to do. I promise you, because when you love, it feels good. It comes easy like that little puppy dog running around in the lawn. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't cause pain. It makes us warm and fuzzy inside and brings us so much joy and all those good, positive feelings. Here's the deal. The person on the other side of your relationship needs love. They need care. You can love and you can care. Getting there is the work that you need to do. I also know that some of you guys will hear this and believe that I'm saying you should stay in a situation that's violent or you should allow your partner to do whatever you want, whatever they want you to do. That's not the case. Some of the best and deepest love is done and can be done with boundaries. Sometimes the only way we can love someone is from a distance and we can do that. And maybe someday I'll do a whole episode on boundaries because boundaries can be so powerful in some of the most difficult situations. So next time you're making a bid for connection and it doesn't go as planned, step into the relationship workshop because it is in here in the smallest moments in your relationship, that work can be done on your marriage. It's here that we can stay connected, even though our brain is telling us to attack, to let it go, or to withdraw. It's here that we can drop down into the parts of us that are activated, we can begin to notice them, and we can begin to work on them within us so that we can use that tool of love. It's also here that we can begin to communicate in a different way, in a clearer way, in a way that leaves as little doubt as possible for your partner to know that they are important to you and that you want to be in a close relationship with them. Will they be the partner that you create in your fantasies? Maybe not, but they just may be someone who wants to be in a relationship with you, who truly cares about you, who just like you, is a little insecure and just wants to have access to the most wonderful feeling ever, the feeling of human connection. This has been the Fighting for Connection podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want more content like this, check out my Connected Couples Campus, which can be found on my website, www.pivotalapproach.com and become the difference you need in your relationship. Thank you.